Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Andrew McCart, IFL TV. Delighted as always. It's been a while, Mr. Josh Taylor, but I'm always delighted to be joined by my good friend, Josh Taylor. Josh, I spoke to you before we pushed record there. I said, that is some, I can only see a little bit of your man cave, but that looks like a, a proper man cave. You've done it right. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's looking well, Andy. It's looking nice. Uh, I'm just up, hanging up a picture of uh, Ken Buchanan and uh, then putting wee bits of memorabilia in that up. So I'm just doing wee bits of that today. Keep myself busy, you know what I mean? From the oh, weekend, I got a bit of running today, but the weather's right up here this morning, so I've just got to take the ease of the day. Aye, well, the weather's right here. I'm, I'm through the West Coast now, Josh, because... I'm going to text you this morning, you said you want to do it face-to-face. I'm like, well, I'm in Glasgow now, Josh, and you're the other side of Edinburgh, so it's going to take me about an hour and a half to get to you. But um, Zoom calls are, are all right. But listen, I want to talk to you because you're making a lot of noise and you've not even got a fight lined up, you've not even got a date or anything like that, but you are seem to be making a lot of noise in the boxing world. Before we talk about that, I do want to talk about last night and Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. Now, I'm guessing you you were probably in the same boat as me and thought that Tyson would breeze this fight, maybe even stop yeah. Ngannou, maybe in the middle of rounds. And just your initial thoughts and uh, on last night. Well, the first thing, first thing that came to mind was like the master of disaster of Paul Creed versus the Italian Stein, Rocky Balboa and Rocky One. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that was like just the first thing that came to my mind was like, that's exactly what that's been like. Um, and I, he was, he was, let's just say, unlucky not to get the, 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 the win. But, um, but that's all right. It's just a bad performance. It's the British heavyweight champion of the world. So where's that carpet? Just brush it underneath there. You know what I mean? And no make a fuss about it because we don't get the, the, the Usyk fight then. Do you know what I mean? So, aye. But no, I thought, I thought that Tyson was obviously. He wasn't focused, you know, I fully, I fully focused and I fully turned on and tuned in Tyson destroys Ngannou. You know what I mean? He's too he's too quick, he's too powerful, he's too sharp, he's too fast. But that's the power of underestimating your opponent and taking your eye off the ball. That's what it does to you. And that's how it made a, it end up being a really tough night for him and it ended up being a really surprising night for him. I'm glad you said that because you have admitted that you've, 
took your eye off the ball in the Jack Carroll fight. Now, there's always going to be talking about you and Jack Carroll, but you you know the power of taking your eye off the ball because when that Jack Carroll fight was made, all the questions was to you was moving up. Even I was guilty of it, asking you about Terence Crawford, asking you about uh, an Earl Spence and moving up to become a two-weight world champion. So you admittedly yeah. yourself took your eye off the ball. And maybe Tyson done that because they announced the Usyk fight three weeks ago. That it was signed. Tyson, in the back of his mind, even though he's got Ngannou in front of him, the Usyk fight signed and already talking about December 23rd. So yeah. is that a case of maybe with a few other things that Tyson did take his eye off the ball overlooking Francis? Yeah, I think I think that's what happened. He took his eye off the ball. He's like, this is a sort of exhibition fight sort of thing. You know, I'll, I'll take him to the, the cleaner sort of thing. Um like you said, the the table tennis champion versus the Wimbledon champion. Uh, in my opinion, and many other people's opinion, the, the table tennis champion should now be the Wimbledon champion. But um, like you say, that that fight with Usyk then would, wouldn't happen. But I just think that um, he, he took his eye off the ball. He thought it was a bit of a a, a, a gimme fight. Well, it was supposed to be a gimme fight. Um, supposed to be an easy fight for him and a bit of an exhibition fight. And he took his eye off the ball. And he's he's and Gano's been training away and doing his, his due diligence and training really hard to his best of his abilities and gave off a really good um, performance there. So yeah, I think it's a case that he, he trained really hard and Tyson didn't train hard. He's just looking past it and get get it done and get out of the way and done the bare minimum your preparations to to be fit. Josh, obviously, as well, when you're talking about the undisputed fight, Usyk got in the ring immediately after it with Tyson. And when I was watching it, I felt deflated, and the two of them felt deflated. Has that sort of fight with Ngannou now took a little bit of shine off that heavyweight? It shouldn't have, because everyone wants to see an undisputed fight, especially at the heavyweight level. Has that took a little bit of shine off it now? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I think it's still it's still the biggest fight in boxing. You know, it's still, um, it's still the fight that everybody wants to see. And... Um, I think that's obviously why, well, maybe not obviously why, but, you know, it's. I think, you know, it would have been a big downer on it if Ngannou had got the decision last night, that fight would have been away um, and boxing would have been in a, a bad place then, you know, but um, I, I do think, I haven't said that, put all that shit aside, I think that that's the biggest fight in boxing and everybody still wants to see it, myself included. I want to see the, the fight versus Usyk and Tyson Fury, the best of the best, so... And that's when you'll get the best out of Tyson as well, you know, because Tyson will be up for it to, and be the first one to become the undisputed champion. And was it was it twenty odd years the heavyweight champion? Six years or twenty seven years, I think it is. Right, so it's a massive piece of history and a big fight as well. So Tyson will definitely be up for that one and do make sure that he's doing everything in his ability to prepare his best to the best of his. Whereas last night, that what you saw last night was some someone just being half fit and looking past it and what was happening. That's what I think what happened last night. Gosh, obviously Tyson Fury as well. He's, I, 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 well, these crossover fights, that's what I'll ask you. These crossover fights, where do you sit on them? What, what, what's your thoughts on them? These MMA versus boxing, boxing versus YouTube. Obviously I'm, I like boxing versus boxing. I like the fights. I like the Lee Wood versus Warringtons. And I like all them type of fights. When you've got two British guys going toe to toe, do you know what I mean? Are, are you back? And Liam Smith, them fights get me my juices flowing. But so, where do you sit in all these crossover fights? Do you like them? You don't care? What's your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it's entertainment at the end of the day. You know, it's entertainment at the end of the day. Um, but all that the misfit stuff, like 
I just, I, I just don't like the whole circus that, sur that surrounds it. You know, the way they act, the way they put on this big show, and all. I just, I just don't like that at all. That's not what boxing's about. Um, um, and and the the boxing itself, in terms of like technical abilities and stuff, that is really, really poor. You know, it's not, it's no actual boxing. It's putting a bad light on boxing, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, it is entertainment. They're bringing a lot of eyes to the sport. They bring a lot of audiences that would never sit and watch boxing to it. Um, the YouTube kind of stuff and all that is that's not for me. But fights like last night, I genuinely watch because Ngannou did really well. He did really well. And again, um, I know he, McGregor got carried a little bit by Mayweather, but still he put up a good performance and it was competitive at times. And last night it was competitive, you know. So at least then it's a wee bit of competitive fight. When this fight got announced, I was thinking, I was just, I'm not even bother watching it because it's not going to be competitive. But it ended up did being competitive because at the end of the day, he is the best in the UFC. He he's a combat sports. He's a fighting man. He knows his way around a fight. So at the end of the day, it, pr it proved that it was actually a decent fight. I see a lot of people are saying that he's a novice and he's he's just he's never boxed before. But that being said, you're, you, when you say that people never boxed before, you're still saying that you're thinking of a guy just walking out from the street. We're talking about a UFC fighter who's won twenty yeah. plus fights or whatever it is, twenty fights and sixteen knockouts. So the guy already knows how to punch. He knows how to throw a punch, whether it's footwork and whatnot. So one final question on this this fight itself: um, Can Francis Agano mix it now in the pro ranks at the heavyweight with all the other guys there? It's hard to tell, you know. It's hard to tell for that performance, you know. Fury was way below par, but he did hold his own. He held the centre of the ring. He pushed Fury back. He caught him with a couple of good big shots and stuff. Um, I think he can certainly move around and do well. I, um, I think it, I don't think it would be um, out of place um, in rings against other other opponents. That's for sure. Um, so, I, why not if he wants to have a go? He certainly proved himself last night. Um, although it'd been a very below par performance on Fury's part, he still he still did a very had a very good account of himself. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about you then, Josh. Um, I, I I messaged you a couple of weeks ago asking to do an interview, and I mentioned that David Avenition had called you out, and you went, "What, really? I didn't even know that." And then obviously you've got. Uh, Florian Marco mentioning your name because I think now the, the word's out that you might be moving up to 147 and all these guys at 147 are starting they want a piece of Josh Taylor they want to have that undisputed scalp on their yeah. record um, so yeah what can you tell me what's happening have you been in talks with these guys what, what what's next for you I haven't really heard anything to be honest about with David Avenation and things like that um, I had a little bit of a talk about uh, Florian Marco. Um, ben Shalom put together some figure, um, and in all honesty, like it was a decent number, but in in all honesty, it was almost almost disrespectful the number that he was saying to me. You know, like the last time I got paid something like that was way before the Ryan Martin fight. It's, it's like if you want to get serious about a fight, you've got to you've got to put the numbers up. You know, and it's just at the end of the day, yeah, no, I understand that. Coming off a win or coming off a, a loss, you, you sort of you don't get paid as much and stuff. But then the day I still put bums on seats, and that fight with Florian Marco is a big fight. I know how much money there is on the table with that. Um, and Florian Marco is a good fighter. He's, he's he's doing well. He's making all the right noise. But 
it's at this point in time, it's what's what's in it for me apart from having a good name on the record. You know, he's he's he's, he's doing well, but he's no boxed anyone, and the figures as well was just was just borderline sort of disrespectful, really. Because um, I know for a fact, if me and him get on, it'll be a big fight. He's got a big following. I've got a big following, and it'll sell out arenas all over the country because he's got a, he's got a big fight, you know. He's, but I've not really heard anything apart from that. Really, I've not really heard anything really apart from sort of a rough figure of what is on the table for my next fight, um, whoever it may be. But I've never really had serious offers to be to be fair. Um, I've had a, I've had a, I like Florian Marcus. He's a good he's a good character. He's funny and stuff. And I've had to I had to actually learn a wee bit Albanian with all the comments I've been getting on my Instagram. I had to turn the comments off a little bit. I was sitting in the living room the other night and I was like, fucking hell, my phone's just gone boom, boom, boom. I upgraded my phone and uh, obviously the your notifications and that start coming back. Because if I had to turn off all my notifications and that again, uh, all these Albanians are just messaging me and that. So it's just been mental. <laughs> Aye, but uh, no, nah, I've not really, I've not really had any any offer, any serious offers, really, to be honest. Um, so for me to get back, like I'm not going to be fighting for peanuts, Andy. You know, I've had one loss in my career. I'm not going to fight for peanuts. And the fight I want to get back to is a good fight at welterweight and they get any get any title contention then, you know. So um uh, there's no there's no saying at some point down the line me and Marco can get on definitely because I think that would be a great, great fight. But right now I'm not gonna fight for what they're saying and what they're on their terms with what they were offering was just it's just not viable from for myself. Do you think they'll come back with a second offer? I don't know, let's see. Let's see. Um but they need to get they need to get serious, that's for sure. Is a Florian Marku, a David Avenician, who are pretty known here in the UK because of they're they're based here. Are those the names that you're after for your debut at one four seven? Are these oh, the sort of big names that you're after? Absolutely, you know. But like what what they're offering is just it's just not it's just not financially financially viable for me at the minute. Um, absolutely, would love a fight with Florian Marku. I think it's a great fight. But um, down the line, if he keeps winning as well, you know, he's making all the right noise. He's not boxed anybody yet. Um, so there you go. We'll see We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'll fight anybody at the right time. But it's got to be right for me, especially right now. Um, it's got to be the right moves and the right figures and stuff as well. So we'll see what happens. We're still talking with, with a lot of different people, but nothing really has come away in any serious offers. Can we see you back in Scotland? Because I was at the... For big, big, big fight nights to come back to Scotland, it, it's on you, Josh. The pressures, even though when we spoke after the the Lopez fight, we spoke about the pressure being off you, being that undefeated, undisputed, da 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 da. The pressure's off now, yeah. But to bring the shows back to Scotland, you are still that fighter to give us that big hydro night. It took Willie Lemond and Ricky Burns, two old guys, probably well into the tail end of their careers, to get a fight together to put on a, a big show here in Scotland. So. That being said, the pressure is still on you to bring these nights back to Scotland. So, will we see your next fight here in Scotland? Hopefully. So, um, really, really, I mean, the last fight shouldn't have been in New York, but I took it anyway because you know when when was I ever going to get the the opportunity to box in Madison Square Gardens again? You know, so I took it with both hands and to go over there and sort of try and emulate what Ken Buchanan done again and stuff like that. So, and make history again. Obviously, it wasn't to be on the night. Um, but yeah, like 
I, I put bums on seats, you know, and it doesn't matter when I'm fighting, whether you're coming to watch me win, whether you're coming to watch me get beat. I put bums on seats and I, I'm always in a good fight. I'm always in a good entertaining fight, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, the next fight, hopefully um, in Glasgow, and then we'll see what happens with, with the next ones. January, February. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, early next year we've not got any dates properly lined up yet but early next year I'm looking to get out nice and early as possible I want to try and box two or three times next year you know Andrew um, there's been a crap couple of years in terms of activity wise for me you know I was on a great roll um, leading up well just after the, the progress fight leading up to the progress fight fighting regularly and fighting good then after the progress fight everything just come crashing to a halt you know I thought I think I fought three times in three years, which is just—it's just not enough. And the peak in my career as well, you know. And it's—it's it's been pretty, been pretty frustrating. But this year, I want to get back to it, activity, ring activity, and and keep keeping busy. That's what I want to do this year. Hopefully, box three times. Well, I've got to—I've got to ask because, like I say, I was down in Liverpool last week, the Jack Carroll um, Lenares fight. You had a few words to say on, on Twitter, and Eddie Hearn. Every time I spoke to Eddie that fight week, he seemed very, very keen to make that rematch. He understands that it ain't going to be at one forty. He knows that you—you've outgrown that weight. Uh, he said it might be at a catch weight. Would you accept the catch weight, or what will it have to be at one four seven? And that Jack Carroll rematch is always going to be there. Your names are always going to be together. Um, how much do you want that fight? Oh, absolutely want the fight, you know. Absolutely want that fight right now. Um, it has to, it has to happen again. It has to happen again, you know, because there's so much bad blood between myself and him now. Things have been said after the fight, so we've got a score to settle, you know. Um, and I want to shut him up, you know, and put him back in his place. So, but right now he's on his own own path. I'm on my own path. We'll see what happens. But listen, if the, the fight's there, we'll take it. But I'm wanting to become a two-weight world champion right now. He's wanting to become world champion and stuff as well. But that fight is always there, whether it's now, whether it's six months, whether it's next year. It's it's always there, and it's a big fight, that's for sure. What did you make of his performance against Linares? Obviously, Linares is a legend in the ring. 
three-weight world champion, been in there with guys like Lomachenko, Devin Haney, and, and, and whatnot. So, obviously, Jack got the win against Linares. Um, he's looking at the winner of maybe Progre and Haney. Uh, you fought Progre. Um, probably a two-part to this question. Um, how do you think he fares against guys like Haney and Progre? And I'll probably put a second question on the end of this, is who wins against Haney and Progre? You, like I said, you've shared the ring with Progre. You know how good he is. So two parts to that question. Well, Haney and Progre fights a, a great fight. Um, we're going off last, last performances. I would edge towards Haney, to be honest. Um, I saw Progre's last one. He didn't look too great in his last performance. Um, Haney, I thought, was great in his last performance, although sort of with the... I'd say a controversial, well, it was a controversial decision. Um, I thought he, he just nicked it, to be fair. Um, but with all that controversy around it and stuff as well, um, it was still a good performance from him. I, I, I thought it boxed really well. I thought it was really sharp, very highly skilled and intelligent in performance from Haney. Um, going on the two last performances, I would edge towards Haney on that one. But... Having said that, they're, they're, they're both brilliant fighters and it would be, a, it would be an exciting fight. I'll definitely be up for that one. And, and Jack, obviously, he's looking at the winner. How does he fare against those, those two guys? Because they are pound for pound up there, aren't they? They play Haney and Pogre. Yeah. I think he gets anywhere near uh, the two of them. Um, I don't think he gets anywhere near Haney. Um, he might have a bit more success with, with Progre. Progre's a little bit more aggressive and stuff like that. Um but nah, just I don't think he I don't think he beats any of the two of them, to be honest. I thought he did well against um Linares the other night, to be fair. He, he boxed well, he controlled the fight. Um and he did what he needed to do. You know, he got the job done, he kept it boring and simple, but he, he got the job done. Well that's it. A win's a win and not but you want to be a two weight world champion and with Terence Crawford, um undisputed at that weight. He's obviously looking, I don't know what his options are right now. He was talking about Canelo fight at 168, 154 yeah. for Charlo. Um, he might even vacate them, all them belts, Josh. And that being said, being undisputed at 140, you're probably only two fights away, two good fights away if he does vacate for winning that world title again. What, I know you went on your Instagram and you put something, what was it? Um, Two-time, two-weight, five-time world champion uploading or pending or whatever it was. How much does that mean to you right now at this stage of your career to get that two-weight and uh, five-time world champion status on your well, name? These kind of fights that keep keep the motivation and the hunger and the desire burning. Do you know what I mean? Like chase, something to chase, something to get, something to achieve. You know, um, there's no many people that have, that, have, that have done that. You know, so for me, it's, I've achieved everything at 140 now. You know, I've I achieved, I've, I've conquered it. I've, I've beat everybody on the way there. You know, Postal, the only defeat was to uh, Crawford, then the Baranchek, then uh, Progre, then Ramirez. Do you know what I mean? It's like I beat everybody at the weight. Um, so in terms of achievement-wise, there's nothing for left and right to achieve at 140 and goals and something to chase. So now it's to move up to welterweight and hopefully become a two-weight world champion. And uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're sort of a bit of luck on my side, maybe Terence Crawford sort of, vacates, moves up, and these belts become vacant, and I'm, I'm in a short, I'm in a good position in the rankings um, at welterweight to hopefully get a, a vacant title fight, you know what I mean, against a, against another good fighter in there, something like um, what's his name, Ro uh, who just beat Roger uh, Santian, and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. 
he looked like a bit of a beast, man. I think that would be a great fight. You know, it would be all action for two styles for a vacant title. You know, that, that these are the kind of fights that keep the desire burning and stuff. So, I um, absolutely want to become a two-weight world champion. Absolutely. The thing is that that weight division has always been a dangerous division, Josh. It's always been one of them divisions where, it, it, throughout the throughout the decades, with Floyd Mayweather, Pacquiao, Sugar Ray Leonard. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them that's always been stacked with talent and dangerous with talent. You've got guys like Jerome Ennis in there, Virgil Ortiz in there. Do you know what I mean? And all these guys that you're talking about. Uh, was it Giovanni? What's his name? Santillan? Is it Santillan? Santillan. Alexis Rocha. Uh, yeah. last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago now. Nice. Uh, what a fight. You know, the, and Alexis Rocha is, is a very good opponent as well. You know, I used him for sparring before the pro-grade fight. Gave me some great work. And you know, I, I was expecting that to be a little bit more competitive, but um, Santien was just uh, looked like a monster in that fight, man. He was he was brilliant. So, aye, these are the kind of fights that get the, the excitement going. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And uh, obviously, I've, I've got to mention it because your name has been mentioned, and I've talked about all these British dust stops, and everyone likes a like, old British dust stop. Now that we all know that Jack Carroll fight's always going to be there. You both want it. You both don't like each other and the bad blood and the build-up's going to, like Eddie Hearn in his own words said, I can't wait for the build-up for that fight. So that's always going to be there. But Conor Benny be They're obviously relying on me for the build-up because Jack wouldn't say booty or ghost. Do you know what I mean? So um, uh, that's the build-up. They're, they're wanting to try and wind me up on that one, aren't they? So uh, I know what their game is already with that one. <laughs> can, I, can I ask, Josh, what do you think of Jack as a fighter? As a fighter, do you know what I mean? Obviously... As a fighter yourself, you know, you, there's always that thing, once you fight somebody, you get the respect of a fighter once you've been in shared the ring with them. So what do you, I know outside of the ring, you probably don't like Jack as much, but what do you think of him as a fighter? Listen, I can sit here and say a lot of things about him and a lot of things that I don't like about him and all his style and all that, but I'm not going to bother. You know, he's, he's, I think he is what he is. He's, he's effective at what he does, which is slowing the fight down. And being a bit of a spoiler, really, that's he's very good at doing that. You know, in terms of a person, I don't really know him as a person to be to say he's a dick or that. But the things he said, I don't like him for at the minute. You know, so but as a guy that I wouldn't sit and go for a pint for, that's for sure. With do you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit and go. Do you want to go for a pint, uh, Jack? Do you know what I mean? Like what I do with everybody else. That's just not going to happen. But you know, it is what it is. He's, he's good at what he does in terms of slowing paces down and. Being a bit of a spoiler, right? he's good at that, but I'm not going to sit here and bad mouth him, and that's that's not my style. One, one, a couple more then, Josh. Obviously, your name has also been tagged alongside, and Eddie Hearn again mentioned this fight for you is Connor Ben. And um, before this Eubank Junior fight was getting made, your name was mentioned in there for a fight with Connor. Um, yeah. So your name is always going to be mentioned when it comes to big fights, Josh. And Connor Ben and you is a is a is a big fight domestically as well. So might not happen anytime soon, but. Obviously, a fight you would welcome, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's had a few things to say as well over the last, the course of the last few months or whatever. You know, me and him had a wee bit of a back and forth on Instagram. He said something, he must have saw something on a, on an interview that I said about all the, the fiasco with him, you know, um, the Clomiphene thing and all that, you know, and then, and then he just went on one at me, being, being cheeky and mouthy and all that, you know, but at the end of the day, he started saying that, oh, I've I've got two L's on my record and all that, blah, blah, blah. But so is he. Lawyers and loopholes. You know, so um, 
that's what he's got, and that's all I'll say on the matter. But yeah, I, I actually like quite like Connor as a, as a person. I've met him a few times, spoke to him a few times. You know, we, we had the same sort of uh, S and uh, C coach for a while when I was down with Ben's gym uh, and Dan Lawrence. So I met him a few times and stuff like that. Even before that, and spoke to him, and I, I quite like him as a person to be honest. So, but um, all that stuff surrounding that was just was just mental, wasn't it? And it was a very bad look, and that's all I'll say on the matter. But no, I think I think a fight. Me and him down the line would be big as well because he's going to talk some turkey and I'm going to talk some turkey and just going to wind each other up and play the game and build it up into a big fight. So I actually, I actually quite like Connor, you know. And um, but at the end of the day, I think it would be a great fight. Josh, one final one. Then obviously we're all excited, especially your Scottish boxing fans. We're all excited for your your return, and we all wanted to be back in Scotland. Um, but in your own words as well, you probably admit this yourself. Your two last two performances haven't been your best, and when we look at you, we think of the Progre fight, the Branchik fight, the Ryan Martin fight, the Postal fight. Even all these fights where you were just, you were on it. Can we see that Josh back on your next one? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I start, I started the the Lopez fight off great. You know, I started off great. I came back after I think it was the second round or the third round. I went to Josh as he's doing everything that we're that we've prepared for and even more, I could see it. And then I came back after the fourth and I was like, man, my legs are away. Like my legs were away and, you know, I went eight rounds with fucking no legs, but um, I still thought it was a, it was a close-ish fight. You know, it was, um, I thought I still nicked about five of the rounds. I definitely won the first three, four, um, of the first three anyway. Um, and then I thought I won one later on in the round and I won the 10th. And I thought, right, man, if I can get these last two rounds, I can hold on to my belt here. But I had nothing left. I went out in the, the 11th and I was like, after about a minute, I was like, I've got nothing left. I've, I've literally had nothing left in my legs. I could see the shots that were coming, but I just couldn't get out of the way. My legs wouldn't let me get out of the way. So I was just, I was like, ah, fuck. You know, so um, I was disappointed with the performance and my legs let me down, you know, so... Um, it is what it is, you know, I, I do believe that at my best, I can, I can beat Teofimo Lopez, you know, and, you know, it's just, that is what it is, but he was better than me on the night, and it is what it is, that's it, but, yeah, I've had two sort of back-to-back, not great performances, Um, but, yeah, I'll be back, I'll be back to the top, I'll be back to being a world champion again, that's for sure, you know, um, doesn't matter who else may not believe it, but I believe it, and that's all that matters, nobody ever thought I would be a world champion, I believe I would be a world champion, so that's all that matters. And when I'm winning the world championship again, everybody will be like, well done, Josh, again. So mm-hmm. I, I look forward to becoming a two-weight world champion. Well, Josh, have you got anything else you'd like to add? I think we've covered all bases there. Um, yeah, is there anything you'd like to add? Nah, mate, just uh, that's it, mate. Go and enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I'm going to go and do a couple of things in here and get things sorted. And aye, that's it, mate. Right, a we, we, we game a pool by yourself, we game a killer by yourself, maybe. <laughs> need to practice the darts. I'm all right at pool. I need to practice the darts. I'm not very good at the darts. You, you love the darts, though, George. I've seen you when it comes to the the New Year and Christmas time when the darts are on, man. You're always posting about it, man. Oh, it's brilliant. I love the darts. It's amazing. But uh, I, need, I need to get better. I'm not very good at it at all. Maybe that's a new career once you retire from boxing, mate. Get onto the <laughs> dart scene. No, I'll end up with a big beard bear like that. <laughs> Listen, Josh, uh, 
appreciate your time as always. But well, no, one, one word in Aston, because I want to get Aston a good fight. And me and your good pals with Aston. Um, I, I do interviews with Aston to try and keep his name out there, but we need to get Aston a good fight because he seems to be yeah. a gym rat nowadays. He's in living, breathing the sport after a long layoff. So, yeah, shout out to Aston. Yeah, absolutely. Aston Brown is, like, obviously, he's one of my very best mates. Um, been all over the world with him as an amateur boxer in the Commonwealth Games, World Europeans and all that. And, you know, he's got a wealthy experience, you know. Um, you know, it's well documented that, you know, he sort of went off the rails a little bit for a while, had a bit of a bad time for a few years. But he's back now and he's back and doing well and he's living in the gym, he's turned his life around and he's trying to get a fight, you know. And a lot of these fighters, they don't want to give him the chance because they know he's dangerous. They know, they know that he's got that wealthy experience, you know, and I, I, I do believe that he gives them all nightmares in the middleweight division. And um, he needs to he needs to get a good fight. So hopefully someone gives him an opportunity this year. Um, maybe not this year, but maybe later on he gets a fight before the end of the year. And next year, hopefully he gets a, an opportunity to showcase some skills against a good, a good live opponent. You know, he's had a couple of fights back now, but it's opponents that haven't been coming to win. So he's not been able to really show his talent. It's hard to look good against someone that's not coming to win, you know, so he needs someone in there that's that's coming to win and a, a good high-level opponent and that's when you're going to see the best of Aston Brown and, and you're going to see a good fighter in him and hopefully next year he can win a, a title, you know, one of these domestic titles, a British or a Commonwealth title and push on to some big fights and I'd love to see it. He's one of my best mates so I'd really love to see it. Yes, I echo that as well, Josh and listen, fingers crossed for you as well and that two-weight world champion, I think we're all rooting for you, <coughs> excuse me, all in Scotland anyway. And uh, listen, always a pleasure to speak to you, mate. Like I say, enjoy your rest of your Sunday as well. And uh, hopefully I'll catch up with you very, very soon. Well do, Andy. Speak to you soon, mate. Thank you, Cheers. brother. Cheers, Josh. Sports Social Podcast Network.